Okay, so on the first episode, I jumped right into it. Today, I'm going to explain to you why I was all over the place. I don't need to, but I'm just going to do it anyways. I feel like I owe it to you. (laughs) My brain works kind of like an ant colony. There's millions of little thoughts in there, and they all bounce around, so I kind of move in and out of things, you know, pretty fast. Sometimes I'll circle back around and elaborate on some of the things, sometimes not. Well, now that that's out of the way, (laughs) today we're going to talk about low-light photography, my thoughts on it, and how I believe you can achieve better results. So low-light photography, do you have to have the most expensive camera in the world to achieve low-light photography? Hmm. No, you don't. There's your answer. You don't need it. The cameras these days have more capability with them and they they have a higher ISO rating uh, they just they can do more and that's what you hope from cameras as they as we move through the years you hope that that they progress and that they get better with time and that they are able to do more things as I ex- I don't know if I explained it before but my philosophy on getting a new camera ever stick with the camera you have until you outgrow it. When you've reached max capacity on what you can do with that camera, then you maybe need to think about moving to the next tier. That is my philosophy on cameras and gear in in general. It'll help you to not overbuy, overspend, buy gear that you don't need, that you're not ready for. Because honestly, and I know I've said this before, and probably not in the last podcast, if you aren't ready for it and you buy the gear anyways you're going to it's not going to help your photos get it good moving on so moving on low light photography well it's difficult (laughs) everybody knows well every photographer that's been doing it for a while if you're in manual let me okay (laughs) there's that those thoughts that keep those intrusive thoughts that keep popping up and I'm going to just add in a little bit of a disclaimer this podcast is meant for people that are new to photography basically beginners and or novices people that are intermediate I don't expect professional photographers to be listening to me if they do maybe they just like my voice who knows I want to help people to better themselves and move into a professional role and I don't like saying professional role I would rather say proficient proficient at taking photos and taking great photos and delivering a great product for your customers okay that's out of the way now where was I <laughs> low-light photography camera gear you don't need it right okay so moving on what controls the light in the camera Now, this is very basic, and if you don't know this, you're going to learn it. I'm not going to go too much in depth with everything, but I'm going to tell you really quick about the exposure triangle. Okay, the exposure triangle is aperture, or f-stop, ISO, and shutter speed. Okay, so those three things form the aperture triangle. If you know the aperture triangle and you understand it, then you don't have to listen much further. (laughs) 
I mean, if you know it and understand it, you may not need to be listening to this podcast. All three of those things, one affects the other affects the other. Okay, so shutter speed. That's how fast, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's how fast your shutter opens and closes. The slower it goes, the more light it's going to let in. The faster it goes, obviously it's converse that. So you're going to let less light in knowing that also with the shutter speed, what's going to happen is the slower your shutter is, the more you're going to get motion blur. Okay. The faster your shutter speed is obviously the less motion blur you're going to have. If you're shooting uh, children that are running around, if you're shooting sports, anything of that nature, you're going to want to have a higher shutter speed. Most likely you'll be outdoors and it'll be daytime, but just in case it's not, we're going to get into that. Okay. So just remember that slower shutter speed, motion blur, higher shutter speed, less motion blur. All right. F-stop. Okay. That is the, that actually controls the iris inside the lens and there, inside there, I'm holding my hands. You can't see it. I don't know why I'm doing that. But inside the lens, there is an iris. And it's made up of little blades. As you stop down, which we call stopping down, is actually going higher. And when you stop down, you're closing that aperture ring. And you're, you're, focused, you're, you're cutting out a lot of the extra... You're, you're cutting out a lot of the excess not so focused area because the area that's in the middle is the sweet spot. So what that does, let's say you go to an F8. Everything's going to be a, a little bit like everything in the picture is going to be a little bit more in focus. Okay. So if you stop up, which is going to a lower number, which is F14, let's just say it's F114, 18, F28, whatever. It's going to make that if you've ever heard anybody say you know, while aperture is wide open. Well, that's what it is. It's wide open. And that's what it's going to create that bokeh effect where everything is, that's not in that, that you're not focused on, whatever your focal point is, is going to be in focus. Everything else is going to be blurred. Knowing that it, it's all, that is a matter of preference. How do you want your photo to look? All right. So that's that. ISO is basically the sensitivity of the of the sensor <laughs> every every camera has a sensor in it every new digital camera or mirrorless camera has a sensor the iso is the sensitivity of that it actually stands for international organization for standardization which i don't understand what that means or whatever yeah it's just it's just the sensitivity to uh film or the digital sensor to light so if you don't know what film is I'll have you go and look that up. There's a little homework assignment for you. Go and look that up. <laughs> Some of you younger folks may not know what film is. People that are my age or maybe a little younger might have actually shot with film. I learned how to shoot a, a camera on with film. I learned on a Pentax K1000. The film itself was the, the, the grade of film, whether you had 100, 200, 300, 400, 800, that was considered the speed, but it was basically, that was your ISO. All right. So now that that's out of the way, let's talk low light photography. How will all these things, how do all three of these things come into play with one another? Okay. So let's just set up a scene. 
it's let's say it's around six o'clock it's dusk so it's the sun's going down you are shooting what do we want to shoot let's say you're shooting your your son's baseball team and you know there's lights up and everything but it's still it's dark so you you're you're trying your hardest to you're cranking you know your shutter your shutter speed down to like one fortieth one thirtieth one twentieth and you keep looking down at your 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 LCD screen and you're like why is it so blurry well it's because you're slowing your shutter speed down remember we talked about that so you're going to want to bump your shutter speed up no less one two fiftieth of a second okay you can go higher if you can now you're gonna notice if you have an EVF, which is an electronic viewfinder, if you have one of those, look in the EVF. It's going to show you exactly what the photo is going to look like. If you don't have one, you may have to snap off a couple practice round, uh, shots, okay? If you snap the practice shot and it's just, it's like everything's crisp, but it's dark. Okay, well now, what do we need to do? Well, you can drop your f-stop if you want to, okay? You can, you can... You can stop down. You can go to like F18, F28. Now, what that's going to do, again, remember, if you want to get the entire field and all the players in the photo, then that's not going to work for you. Now, let's say you just want to isolate your, your child, and that's fine. And you have a long enough lens to make it look good. You're going to, let's say, let's go ahead and F stop, F28. Let's go to F28. So we're at... 1 250th of a second at f2.8 and it's still a little bit dark. What do I do? Well, this is where your ISO comes into play. Okay, so you're going to go up on your ISO. You're probably at 100 because most photographers that start out don't leave 100. <laughs> they think this is how I get crispy photos. And you know what? You might be right. Actually, you are right. It, it will give you nice grain free photos. However, don't be afraid of the grain. Don't be afraid of the noise. And what I mean by that is when you're developing your photos in Lightroom and you look back and maybe you were at, you were at 1600 ISO and you notice a little bit of what looks like, well, it looks like grain. It looks like there's dirt on the photo or something if you, when you pull it in, when you magnify it. Don't worry about that. When you, put it, when you print that, you won't even see it. So don't be afraid of the grain. But you've, you've now done what you needed to do to give yourself a little bit more light. Your shutter speed's fast enough to capture the speed. Your aperture is set to where you want it to be to capture that right photo. Again, this is preference, okay? If, now this is, and, and this is where it gets tricky. If you want to get the entire field and you want to have more things in focus, you're going to have to stop up. You're going to have to go to like an an f5.6, f5.6, sorry. Or you're gonna have to go to like a, you know, at night, I would I would never go higher than f, you know, 5.6, I just wouldn't. But if you have a newer camera that has better uh, a better sensor, you can do that. You can pump your ISO and you're not going to be in trouble, okay? Now, here's the thing, when you pump the ISO and it's dark, you're most likely going to have to go into manual focus. At least in my experience, that's what I had to do. It also depends on what lens you what what lens you have, what camera you have, all of those things. Again, remember, gear doesn't matter until it matters. And what the only time it matters is when you're 
shooting something that you can't shoot. You can, you just can't get it. So, because the camera won't allow you to get it. With that being said, hopefully, hopefully you learned something. Hopefully I didn't sound like a moron. My brain, it goes all over the place. Right now, it's thinking about the microphone that I'm using and the sound that's coming out if, into your ears. <laughs> so I'm going to explain. Yesterday, I was using my Shure KSM27. Today, I'm using my Rode PodMic. I, obviously, I love my Rode PodMic. It's what I use on my other podcasts. Hopefully, it's going to sound good for you. And we're not going to have a lot of pops, plosives like yesterday. <laughs> on the la- on episode 001 changes. All right guys, listen, that was pretty much I'm spent. I could probably actually talk for another couple of hours, but I want to keep these podcasts right around 15 minutes and uh, not much longer than that. So, like I said, this is just something that was on my mind today and I thought I'd sit down and record it and share it with you. All right? I love you guys and I'll catch you in the next one. See you.